Good morning and welcome to this week's Midweek Mini. I found an interesting story of a young girl who came out of nowhere and took America by storm at a very young age. I'm talking about the rise and fall of Evelyn Nesbitt. Evelyn was born in 1885 in Pennsylvania, but moved to New York City to be an artist model at the age of 15 with her mom. Her mom had planned on being a seamstress, but soon decided to live off the money that young Evelyn was earning. Evelyn became an overnight success and generated more newspaper sales and publicity that more than William Randolph Hearst could have ever imagined. She evolved from being just an artist model to posing for photographers, magazines, and advertising. And when she was 16, she earned a role as a chorus girl in the hit musical Floradora. She represented purity, but she had a smile that alluded to something forbidden. And it wasn't long until she had caught the eye of New York City's famous architect, Stanford White. Now, White, he was a 52-year-old architect with the firm McKim, Mead, and White. And that firm was responsible for transforming New York City buildings, structures, and homes of the rich. White's projects included Tiffany's, Madison Square Garden, and Cornelius Vanderbilt's mansion, among others. White saw Evelyn's performance in Floridora and soon became her benefactor. He gave her an allowance he gave her an apartment and he gave her a lot of gifts once after convincing evelyn's mom to visit her friends back in pittsburgh he seduced young evelyn some accounts say that he drugged and raped her while others say that he got her drunk and took advantage of her either way she was only 16 years old but soon after that she became his mistress for the next year and at the age of 17 she was sent to a girl's school in New Jersey, and that's when their relationship ended. But then enter a guy by the name of Harry Thaw. Thaw was a Pittsburgh millionaire who was jealous of White's social position in New York. Out of spite, he soon started pursuing Evelyn. First, he was anonymously sending Evelyn gifts. Then he started doing it more openly, but Evelyn really didn't want anything to do with him. Well, he finally won her over by sending a doctor to her when she needed to have her appendix removed while she was still at the girls' school. After that, he took her and her mom to Europe so that she could recuperate. In 1905, Evelyn married Harry Thaw, but it wasn't a happy marriage. Harry was a cocaine addict, and his drug addiction fueled his sadist, the, the sadist in him. Um, he took that out on women, including Evelyn, by beating them with dog whips and scalding them with hot water in hotel bathtubs. Now, Harry believed that Stanford White had ruined his wife and turned her into a gold digger, but that was mostly just what he had read from, you know, newspaper accounts, the gossip columns, and that's because they portrayed her that way. I mean, she was a young girl with a 52-year-old man. But you have to understand, she had resisted um, Mr. Thaw's 
proposals and turned down those marriage proposals for two years after she and the white guy, Mr. White, had broken up. Thaw promised to protect Evelyn from Stanford White. He promised that to her and he promised that to her mom. Now, one night while they were dining at a restaurant, Evelyn was startled because she saw White sitting at the bar. But by the time she got her husband's attention, White had left. And then suddenly, Thaw announced that he had a surprise for her, and he surprised her with tickets to a new new musical that was at the Rooftop Theater at Madison Square Garden. Well, coincidentally, White had tickets for that same show that night. As the audience was settling into their seats, Thaw went straight over to where White was seated and fired three shots from a pistol he had hidden in his coat. He was only two feet away from White. Two of the bullets hit White in the back of his head, and the third hit his shoulder. Thaw yelled, I did it because he ruined my wife. He had it coming to him. He took advantage of the girl, and he then he deserted her. Now, the media dubbed the trial that ensued the trial of the century. Thaw's attorney insisted that Thaw was insane and should be put in an asylum, not in prison. His mother hired a team of doctors at the cost of $500,000 to prove that her son had suffered from a moment of temporary insanity. And because of all the publicity that the entire thing had caused, the jury was sequestered. And as a side note, that was the first time... In American history that a jury had been sequestered. The first trial started on January 23, 1907, and the jury started deliberations on April 11th. After 47 hours, the jury emerged deadlocked. Seven had voted guilty, and five had go- voted not guilty. Thaw was outraged that the jury hadn't seen him as being chivalrous, defending his wife's honor. During the second trial that began the following January, Thaw pled guilty, or sorry, he pled temporary insanity. I have lost my mind. Um, anyway, he, he pled temporary insanity. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity, and he was involuntarily committed to, and I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, Mateo One State Hospital for the Criminally Insane for Life. And because he was wealthy, he was allowed to make accommodations so that he was comfortable. And he was also granted privileges that the general population wasn't. In 1913, he escaped to Canada, but he was soon extradited back to the United States. In 1915, he was released and declared sane. Evelyn divorced Thaw in 1916 and could never really successfully start a new life because her reputation of being a lethal beauty followed her everywhere she went. However, she did star in vaudeville and a few silent films. Life is funny because it seems like you're just one decision away from changing the rest of your life, whether it's for the good or the bad. Well, that's all I have for today. I want y'all to have a good rest of your week and come back Saturday for the Weekend Weird Files.